Hi, this is Annie Fox for Family Confidential, Secrets of Successful Parenting. My guest today is Karen Scherholz. Karen is a veteran dog trainer with the Marin Humane Society, and today we're going to be finding out the answer to that age-old question, Mom, when can we get a dog? <laughs> Hi, Karen. Welcome to Family Confidential. Hi, Annie. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Well, it is my pleasure and honor for our listeners and viewers. I want to disclose the fact that Karen and I met at a Humane Society Family Dog One class, and she was the instructor. And you did such a great job. You're such a compassionate person and such a great teacher that I thought, you know, this would be a really good segment to have on this show because, you know, so many kids long to have a pet in the family, specifically a dog, most specifically a puppy. And I thought it would be really great to have you come on and talk to us about, you know, what's really true versus um, the fantasy of having this snuggly, four-legged, cute cutie pie and uh, how old kids have to be and where the responsibility lies and all of that stuff. So if we could start off just like uh, talking a little bit about what are the realities of kids and dogs together? Well, it really depends on um, the family as far as how many kids are in the family and stuff. I mean, I think it's a fabulous experience growing up with a dog. And I um, did it myself with my son. He grew up with a dog. He was the only child. So it was really nice for him to have a sibling. And kids and dogs really have a great togetherness, if you will. Um, it teaches them life lessons. So they have compassion, love. They teach, you know, each other responsibility, patience. So um, it's a great combination, but it has to be the right time for the family. Okay. So all that you said, wonderful. I want one right now. I'm eight years old. I want one right now. Every time I see one in the neighborhood, I say, mom, mom, can we have a dog? And obviously there are lots of circumstances and situations that families are in where it it's not even an option, or it's not the right time. So when might be the right time? Well, um, a family really has to assess their situation. Parents have to figure out, um, you know, how many hours are away from home, and um, are there lots of activities going on? Are the kids really close together in age? Because, you know, the stay-at-home parent has to be the one that's going to be walking the dog. Mm -hmm. So you want to make sure that you have enough time. If you're going to be taking a vacation, probably not a good idea to get a dog right before you're going. Wait till you come back. Well, uh, let's, let's assume, though, for a second, excuse me, that, um, well, it's back to school time. So we've done our vacationing, and September's here. Both parents work. Kids are at school most of the day. They're school age. Um, is this the right opportunity and time to get a dog? Sure. So long as both parents are on board with having a dog. Both parents really have to be supportive. It can't be one versus the other because that tends to make it a little conflicted at home. Because, you know, there are a lot of work. There are a ton of joy and I have three of my own and I would never not have a dog. Um, but you have to realize that the work that's involved with it, you know, um, whether you get an adult dog or a puppy is a decision. And it also really decides, um, rather it depends on the breed and what the family's needs are. You know, how much exercise they do and how much exercise they want to do with their dog, um, what kind of activities. If, you know, their parents don't have five minutes that they're, you know, not running from here to there, that wouldn't really be a good time. But 
you know, if a mom is, you know, looking to kind of have her next child, um, a dog is a great way to get that fix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no college education involved and, you know, that kind of stuff, <laughs> the clothing allowance, you know, you could just, you could forget about that. And so it might be a less expensive way to go. And I like the way you say about that fix. I personally am a nurturer and it's really hard for me not to have a dog because my kids are all grown up now. And I, I really do love that, that feeling of caring for a dog and not, and the companionship of course, as well. Um, so how, how many hours a day do dogs really, I, I mean, I know they're social creatures and I know that they're used to living in packs. So if you've got a situation where, you know, mom and dad and the kids leave in the morning to go to their respective jobs and or school, um, how long can the dog happily be home alone? Well, it depends if it's a puppy or if it's an adult dog. Uh, uh, let's say it's a puppy. Okay, so if it's a puppy, um, it really um, needs to have some company in the beginning because they are pack animals. So we usually say if a puppy is, you know, eight weeks, um, you can't leave it alone too long because every couple hours you want to take it out so that you can potty train it. Mm -hmm. That's a big thing in the beginning. So that's why an adult dog versus a puppy um, puppies require um, more house training, more supervision, more chewing, kind of going through that. Yeah. So, um, and I think with Gracie, you might have had some of those issues. Yes, my puppy Gracie, who's now 16 months old and turned into a great dog, um, was what they called an aggressive chewer. And I'm really glad you brought this up. Aggressive, not meaning hostile in any way, just means a dog that really needs to chew a lot. And even with us there, there were things that like, oh, where are my eyeglasses? And um, yeah, we would find that she had gotten them because we had been careless. I had been careless <laughs> leaving them on the back of the couch. Um, so yeah, that kind of supervision um, is one thing about the inconvenience of losing stuff, but you certainly want to keep the animals safe. And, and that is something that requires someone to be there. So what I'm hearing you say is that if I... I and my partner have a full-time job and the kids are gone from 3 to maybe 4.30 and, um, excuse me, from 9 to 4.30, maybe we shouldn't be getting a puppy, correct? Um, that's probably a good idea. Um, a good idea not to. Exactly. A good <laughs> idea not to, um, unless you have somebody that can come into the house in the middle of the day. You know, you can hire a dog walker or some people have, you know, nannies that, uh, take care of the dog as well. Um, it's really a question of setting up boundaries for the family um, and letting to know that, you know, everybody's on board and it's a team project so that, you know, you take turns and maybe um, the child doesn't have every day that's after school so that it can help mom a little bit. I love what you say. It's a team project. Yes. And everyone takes turns. So it's not, no resentment is built up on the part of any one person where they're saying, hey, Am I doing poop patrol in the backyard again? That kind of thing. Or is it, you know, is it my turn to walk the dog again? I know what dogs usually do. They bond with the person who cares for them the most. And sometimes what that leads to is some jealousies amongst siblings or even adults. It's like, well, how come the dog is following you from room to room and seems to want to be with you? Well, I'm the one who takes care of him. So that, I think, again, that's fantasy versus 
the reality of it. Can we talk a little bit about breeds and their appropriateness for young children? Sure. Um, what you really have to do is it depends on the family itself because, you know, some kids um, are really calm and it doesn't matter particularly what the breed is, but you have to realize what the um, particular dog was bred for. You know, um, golden retrievers and labs, um, they're pretty tolerant, so they become almost like the family pet. Um, but, you know, sometimes they get big and you maybe do um, a smaller dog. You know, there are so many different breeds. But it's hard to generalize since it depends on the activity level of the family, um, how much space they have, mm -hmm. how much exercise they want. You know, if parents run every day, you know, you can get a lot of dogs. But you have to wait for a dog um, to be about a year before you really start taking it on jogs and that kind of thing because you want to make sure that it's fully developed. We don't advise people at the Marine Humane Society to start jogging with a dog uh, right away because it can hurt their structure. I think you brought up some really great points that people need to keep in mind before they select a dog, is to really take, um, I think, an honest assessment of the family, the amount of space you've got, the amount of time you're going to be with the dog, the amount of outdoor space that you have as well as indoor space, the activity level of the family, what do we like to do as a family, and can a dog be incorporated into this? And, and that idea that um, big versus small, you know, we've got a really small car. Do we really want a 125-pound dog? Uh, they're they're exactly. the practical matters instead of just, oh, but mom, it's so cute. Exactly. That's the hard part to overcome, you know. That's why um, you almost have to go um, to a place and you want to make sure that if you're going to get a puppy that you uh, really research where you're getting it from. You don't want to get a puppy from a puppy mill or from a backyard breeder. Uh, the breeder is really important for the development of the dog. Um, those other places are horrible places to get a dog. That's mm -hmm. why I think rescuing a dog is a really great place. And um, places like the Marine Humane Society have puppies, they have purebreds, and they have mixed breed dogs. So you can really get your fix from everywhere. And you also get that social responsibility. And it brings compassion into the decision. And you're actually saving a life. How wonderful is that? Gracie was rescued from um, a shelter that, that's up in the Mendocino area about four hours from here. And, and I think there is a certain maybe awareness that a dog has that they have been rescued. And they're, they're very eager to please. And, and in this case, she's extraordinarily trainable and so, so loyal as if she's saying thank you all the time, which is just a, a pretty nice uh, feeling to get that you, yes, you've done, you've done the right thing. There's so many dogs that don't have homes and it, it's heartbreaking, really. It is. That's why uh, we really recommend you rescue and there are rescue breeds as well. It doesn't, you know, but the shelters are really great. Like the Marine Humane Society, for example, we temperament and health assess each of our dogs. We gen generate a report for the potential adopter and I work in adoption, so I know. Um, and we help them with deciding which is best for them. Uh, we rate them in a sense of what age would be good for the child um, to have this particular dog. Is it too active? Is it a little fearful? Is it too delicate? Because, you know, sometimes kids are really rough and you have to be careful with certain breeds. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot that goes into decision. And I think it's, you know, you kind of have to kiss a few frogs before you find your prince, if I can put it that way. 
Yeah. So, you know, these days with social media and, and I, um, I've, I've seen on the Humane Society website in, here in Moran that, that you've got the adoption link, you've got the dogs that are available, you've got these wonderful kind of personality profiles of the dogs. Would you say that that's a first step for a family after they've said, okay, we're ready, the kids are old enough, we've, we've gotten on board as a family in terms of this idea of being a team? Um, and, and sharing the responsibility. We've looked at the hours we're going to be here, the kind of activities, the amount of space we have, et cetera, et cetera. You think at that point, maybe to go shopping online is a good idea? Um, I'm not such a big... And when I'm saying yeah. online, I mean at yes. the Humane Society website. Yes. Um, the crazy no breeders. <laughs> right. Um, the crazy, people don't always realize that the puppies that they're seeing online are actually from puppy mills. So that's why the online yeah. thing, sometimes the Craigslist is not actually a good breeder. So that's why I have a little red flag, sorry, when you were saying right. shopping online. But yeah. yeah, I think that's an ideal way to go because, and then you can go in and meet them and you can spend time with them, you know, see what you think. Um, one breed might totally not be as right when you actually see the dog in person. And every puppy in the litter, every dog is totally different. And, you know, your neighbor can get a dog from the same place and it might not be the same, might be better, might have a little few more issues, but Mm -hmm. it's just so rewarding and you feel so great. And, you know, it's something that you will always, always, always remember and feel wonderful about. Yeah, I'm sure, I'm sure that the idea or the reality, the idea of, of having a dog is one thing. The reality of it is far richer than anything you can, you can imagine. And it really is for, for kids. Just, um, it's, it's a wonderful addition to all the positive influences of growing up and, and learning to be responsible. Definitely. Being so many life lessons that, um, they might not have otherwise. So it's fabulous. I highly recommend it. Me too. Well, thank you, Karen. We're going to wrap up now. And I want to thank you for um, your time being with us today and also for the great work that you do, um, not only through the adoption department at the Marine Humane Society, but also those wonderful classes that you teach because that's the other part of it, right? After you adopt the dog, training you need to be trained it's it's right. more you yeah. than the dog as i learned yes it kind of is but you know i recommend training right away if you think you're starting it early you haven't started early enough you know you can't start early enough for training and if i can just say positive reward based training is really the best way to go there's no doubt about it and one thing I learned from you, that word, yes, <laughs> which for those of you who have never been through a dog training class at, at a humane society, what that means, it's your marker word. When you see behavior that you like, you say yes, and the dog gets it. Absolutely. And you know, it's not always treats. After a while, all they need to hear is yes, and they're so happy. They go, okay, because really, isn't this true, Karen? Dogs really do want to please us. Oh, absolutely. That's kind of their number one thing. That's why dogs are so wonderful. You know, you have that hard day at work and the world hasn't been so great to you and come home and your life changes when that dog greets you and just like, oh my gosh, I've missed you. Where you been? I can't (laughs) wait to see you and smother you with kisses, which is (laughs) awesome. Nothing like it. Good stuff. Uh, (laughs) Yes, it's true. (laughs) Unconditional love. Um, So can you give us a web address where people could find out more about the Marin Humane Society? Absolutely. Um, The MarinHumaneSociety.org is our website. And if you go to the behavior and training part, we have all kinds of training handouts and classes and information. And then the website has all kinds of um, pets. If it's not a dog, it can be a cat or 
all different animals that we have. So there's just to rescue is something that's so wonderful. And if they need to reach me individually, it could be Kay Sherholtz at marinehumanesociety.org. And I'm happy to answer any questions. Great. Thank you so much for your time, Karen. And um, we have continued our training with Gracie, thanks to you. And I think about you all the time. <laughs> I love it. I thank you so much. You have been an excellent student and your Gracie and your husband have been an awesome team. So I'm so glad they're doing so well. This we was are. so much fun. I'm Annie Fox for Family Confidential. To learn more about my work with tweens, teens, and parents, visit AnnieFox.com. And please check out my parenting book, Teaching Kids to Be Good People, Progressive Parenting for the 21st Century. Tune in next week. My guest will be Carissa Kluver founder of the app review site, Digital Storytime. Carissa and I will be talking about educational apps for kids and what makes it educational anyway. Until next time, happy parenting. Happy parenting.